Well, hello, YouTube Power Hour Squad. Erica here with another episode for you. So right now, I'm currently busy recording brand spanking new episodes and interviews for you. So in the meantime, I'm going to be playing some of our best episodes, some of our most popular episodes for you so that you can hear them again, get inspired again, or if you're new, then you can be introduced to these amazing interviews. So if you're new, welcome. Make sure that if you're enjoying the podcast, you do subscribe because I will be coming out with brand new episodes in the new season. And also make sure that you leave a review if you're enjoying the episode. If you're a newbie or if you're a returner and you haven't left the review, reviews are amazing and they help this podcast get found. I also love it when you share on your Instagram, tag me at beauty and the vlog. Let me know how these episodes are affecting you. Let me know what you are learning. Let me know what you do while you're listening. It just, seeing that continues to keep me inspired to keep going and providing you with this amazing content. Enjoy the interview. Mwah. Stephanie Leda, otherwise known as SMLX0, is a 26-year-old New York native with a passion for beauty and a unique eye for fashion. She began her YouTube channel way back in 2009 and has become a go-to channel for fans in search of beautifully created hair, makeup, and styling tutorials. Um, she's partnered with some major brands, including, I can never pronounce this, but Schwarzkopf. I think it's a, it's a hairline. They actually have really good hair products. Maybelline, Sephora, and Oil. And so Stephanie was really great. And she just is a veteran in this YouTube world. So I know you're going to get a lot out of the podcast and the things that she has to say. Without further ado, here's the interview with Stephanie. Well, hello, Stephanie. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes, I am so glad to have you. And I know that a lot of people have been requesting to have you on. And I have a Facebook group with Beauty and the Vlog, and they've asked questions too. So later on, we'll be pulling some of their questions. But first, like I start the interview with everyone that's been on the show. You know, what inspired you to get onto YouTube way back when? What inspired you to start your channel and kind of upload that first video? Uh, you know, it honestly was something that I really enjoyed watching. Like I was a watcher before I got into YouTube and it was something that like filled my time. I was in college and I was looking for something to do in my extra time that like I enjoyed and I didn't want to get involved on campus and I love makeup. They don't have anything like that. So I decided I was like, you know what, I'm going to try out this YouTube thing and try out all this makeup and I don't know. Maybe people want to watch me. Maybe people want to see what's up. And what year was this? This was like back in 2000. Uh, this was like, I think my very first video, it was the, the very end of like 2009. And I remember that because I had Christmas music playing in the background. <laughs> video so <laughs> long time ago like almost eight years ago it's crazy oh my god so you are like a total veteran in this youtube world yeah i, I guess you could call me a veteran <laughs> <laughs> so so you were in college when you decided to upload youtube what was your goal like being in college like what were you studying what were you thinking you were gonna do when you graduated Honestly, I didn't have like a specific like career end goal in mind. I went to school in Rochester, New York, and I got my bachelor's in business uh, management and marketing. So I kind of like the, the marketing aspect of everything, but I definitely wasn't there to become anything in the beauty field specifically. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, you, you, you're studying business. You probably didn't think you'd end up doing beauty or being on YouTube. Did you have any type of a background at all in makeup or beauty? Or did you just love watching those types of videos? So you decided that's what you were gonna, you know, you're gonna upload a video on that? No, I don't really have any background in it. Just putting it on myself. Honestly, I never like went to school or was formally trained or anything like that. Gotcha. So okay, so what were you what were you planning though on on doing when you graduated from college at the time? I honestly didn't know. I oh, was okay. You're still figuring it out. Like most of those college kids out yeah. there, just trying to figure it out. <laughs> gotcha. Well, business is like one of those degrees. I feel like it's like it's good. Like you go to yeah. school and you study business, and you can apply that to pretty much anything. Yes, it can definitely take you a lot of different places. So I'm definitely glad that I got my degree. 
So, okay. So then you uploaded your first video. So then take me back to that. Take me back to when you were filming that first video and you upload that first video. Like what, you know, how did you even, did you own a camera? Like what was happening around that time? Well, at that time I didn't have a camera, anything like that. So like a lot of, most of my first videos probably for like almost the first year, I'm not really sure, were all filmed on my webcam on my MacBook. So I pretty much just sat down at my desk in my dorm and nobody knew I was doing it. Like I didn't tell my roommate or I didn't tell my friends or my family. I just kind of like did it when I was like in my room alone. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of, my first video was a hair tutorial. So I pulled out this giant like waving iron and I just started talking to the camera like I knew what I was doing, but I definitely didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And then what happened when you uploaded? Um, I don't know how people found me, but people like started finding me. I'm not really even sure how I I didn't like have like a strategy. I kind of just put it up there and slowly people like started watching it. I was like, wow, this is is pretty cool. (laughs) And then uh, what were your thoughts after uploading it? I mean, did you get any views that first video? Did that kind of keep you going to do the next video? And and then were you consistent or were you just kind of uploading whenever? Um, uh, after I uploaded my first one, I got like, not like a huge response, obviously, because it was my first video. Mm -hmm. But, um, everyone who I watched on YouTube at the time, like I would always make sure to like comment and interact. And I think that's how people found me just from commenting on other people's videos. And, um, so after I I had my first video and people started like watching it, I mean, it wasn't like an overnight success by any means. But I was like, well, I thought it was fun. So I just like kept doing it. I liked, I think one of my earlier videos was they're always like celebrity inspired or like Kim Kardashian at the time. I mean, obviously she's still extremely popular, but back then everybody was into like her makeup and that's what I kind of started out doing. So it was, it was slow. I remember I did my first, I remember I did a video when I got to 400 subscribers, like a thank you so much, like video. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what, when it's like way back then, and yeah, it's, you didn't tell your family or friends or anything, right? No, I didn't tell any, a single soul until like a year and a half into it. <laughs> what made you decide to tell your family? Oh, uh, because at that point, like YouTube was getting more popular. And um, I was getting like free stuff in the mail, you know, mm. like products to try out. And I'm like, well, people are gonna wonder where I obviously don't have all this money to buy all this stuff. I'm like a broke college kid. So um, when I started getting things in the mail, like especially when I went go home on break for summer, my mom's like, what are these packages? Like, what are you buying? So then I started to to have to like tell people. But yeah. So (laughs) what was your like initial intention when you upload the video and then you started uploading more? Were you thinking, you know, this is something I can really see doing and I really enjoy it, like the people that I watch? Um, or was it more of a hobby? Like what was your kind of intention that first year? Um, it was definitely a hobby. At that point, YouTube was not like a huge thing. Like people weren't like doing what they're doing now. And I had yeah. no idea that really even make money on it. I was honestly just doing it as a hobby. And then when I, I think it was like Google AdSense, like, or like the YouTube partner program reached out to me. That's when I was like, oh, you can actually make money on this. <laughs> so that's when I, that's when I was like, oh, wait, I should rethink this and like get serious about it. And then uh, how far into it, like, was that when that happened? Um, I think like a year and a half into it, Style Hall, the network reached out to me and they were just starting their company and um, they reached out to me to be one of their, you know, partners or not partners, but I guess one of their channels on their network. And um, so they were first starting out and they were basically just saying that we believe in you. We want you to be a part of our team. And yeah, about a year and a half into it was, uh, is when I started to take it more seriously. I was like, this could be a job. And then how many, do you remember how many subscribers you had at that time? Uh, I I don't think it was very member, many, very many. I think maybe 50. I don't know. So long ago. 50 subscribers to... or 50,000? No, 50,000. Oh, okay. Okay. I think. I'm not even really that sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. And were you still in school at the time or had you already graduated? No, I was still in school. Okay. 
Okay. Um, and then that's also when you told your friends and family. Yes. Yep. So were, how many were you consistently uploading videos at the time or was it like still like kind of inconsistent? No, I was uploading pretty regularly. I think, I mean, at least once a week, maybe more. And were you uploading like that since you started or did it get more consistent later on? Um, In the beginning, I would just post pretty much post pretty much anything. Like I wasn't very particular. So there was a lot like more in the beginning that I just kind of threw up there just for the sake of it. But but now I wouldn't just like put something up there like so like raw, like some videos weren't even edited or anything just like straight up from my webcam yeah and at that point when you know stall hell reached out you started to tell your family you were posting like once a week um did you have like a regular camera at that point and kind of start to invest more in your channel uh yes i bought like just like a basic digital camera like a point and shoot nothing crazy but yeah at that point i had uh, purchased a camera, no tripod. I would just like set it on top of weird things <laughs> from there. But then I was using iMovie and I had a camera and it was a little bit more put together. And then what did your, what did your family and friends say when you told them? Uh, they were definitely surprised just because I am more of like, like a shy person. So they were just definitely surprised to see me put myself out there for so many people to see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then, you know, at that point, you're more serious about it. You started connecting with Style Hall. So then kind of what happened? Was it at that point, did you think, okay, I'm going to make this a job like when I graduate or what happened when you graduated from college? Uh, When I graduated from college, it wasn't, I wasn't like making like so much money that I was like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even think about getting another job. So from when I graduated, I went on a few interviews and I eventually, I ended up moving to a different state and I got a job as a marketing person at or like a bridal boutique. Mm. And I did that for a few months. And when I started working there is when I realized that I didn't have as much time as I did before to like make YouTube videos. And I was kind of missing that. And so at that point, I just decided that I'm going to focus just on YouTube. So I quit my job. And just pretty much ever since then, I've just stuck with YouTube. Wow. So that was probably what, like two or three years after you started your channel? Yeah, that was in 2012, like the summer of 2012. Okay. And then how many subscribers did you have at that point? Uh, maybe like 150. Maybe okay. 100. It's so hard to remember the exact I know. Number. I know. And were you able to financially support yourself at that time through just your channel? Yes, I was able to do that. Wow. So, so kind of probably made the idea of quitting your job not so scary. Yeah, I had a good source of income at that point, but I was like, well, I have this degree. I should probably try to go out and use it. And mm-hmm. then it was kind of just taking me away from YouTube. So, yeah. yeah. And back then, and you said that, what year was that? You said 2012? Yeah. Yeah, back then it was still kind of early in, in the YouTube world and having 150,000 subscribers. I mean, that was a lot back then. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was... Definitely something that wasn't like as common as it is now. What were some of like the first brands that you got to work with or like cool events or cool things that you got to do back then, like back in the day? Um, I remember my first real experience with Style Hall. They sent me down to New York City and I got to shoot a video with Armani Exchange. I basically got to pick out all of the clothes that I liked in the store and they basically just filmed me like shopping. So that was a really cool experience. Wow. And they paid you to do that too? Uh, was it paid? I think it paid a little bit, but mostly just free clothes. <laughs> and the experience and flying out there and all that. Yeah. That's yep. cool. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Do you think that like from then to now, I mean, now we're like 2017, do you feel like things have changed in working with, with brands or not even just you personally, but like that you've seen in, in the industry, how brands work with influencers? Uh, yeah, I feel like it's definitely different now. And um, like, like I said, for that video, I don't even know if I was paid, mm-hmm. but now 
YouTube was like a whole business and you need to sign contracts and get legal advice before you do anything. So I feel like it's definitely more of a business now and you have to make yourself as a brand as opposed to just being approached by a brand like you are a brand as well. Yeah, branding is like really important if you have a YouTube channel. Yeah, definitely. I mean, because certain brands will want to work with you based on what you represent, not just what they represent, but it's just both sides like have to match up. Yeah. And because I think there's more, there's more people out there. There's more YouTubers out there for them to choose from. So in a way, the brands can be a little bit more specific with what they're looking for. And if you aren't specific yourself and what you're offering, then you could probably be overlooked. Yeah, definitely. You have to present yourself in like a professional way and you have to make sure like companies know that you are a person that they would want to work with. Not even just content wise, but like just being like cooperative and easy, you know, easy to work with. Yeah, I that's true. I mean, it's true. Have you found that being like a professional, uh, you know, being on time, showing up, does that make a difference in this industry? I feel like it absolutely does. Or even when you're working with a brand and the whole like editing process, like if you're quick to get back to people or you're flexible um, with things, I think that brands really notice and appreciate that. And, you know, they, they spread the word. Yeah, people talk. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's all about word of mouth in this business. I know it it really is because it's it's yeah, there's a lot of people out there that do it, but in the, the grand scheme of things, it's not like it's not like a huge amount of people. I mean, there's only so many people that have, you know, you have like close to I think a million subscribers. There's only so many people out there in the beauty industry that have that amount of of subscribers and views. And so I think if you were to act a certain way, that would spread pretty quickly. Yes, definitely. So I've had a lot of just I think from Style Hall is helping as well because they speak well on my behalf. And that looks, you know, that looks good for my part when they're speaking with brands and pitching me. So it's always good to have a good network to represent you. Are you still with them now? I am. Yes. So you've had a really long relationship with them. Yes, I've been pretty loyal to, to them. But they I was one of the first people that they like approached. So mm. I think that we'll always have like that kind of like relationship because we both were starting out like style hall and, and myself were starting out around the same time. So, yeah, I mean that, I mean, when you can get into something like that, when it's at the beginning and you're one of the first people and you're willing in a way that you were kind of willing to take the risk to go with them. So they probably, you know, they were, they're just starting out too. So they were appreciative and probably looking for talent. And then it just kind of worked out. Now they're huge. But to be one of the first, I imagine that you get a lot of extra attention and they, they're doing a lot to, to really grow their business also. Yeah, it definitely helps to be like on their radar and not just one of like the many that they have, but to be one of the first is is awesome. How would you recommend to people who maybe are part of Style Hall or maybe are thinking about joining Style Hall, but you know, they're not sure and they, they don't really have like that big following? Like how would be a way for them to kind of establish that relationship, say with a network like Style Hall to really get the most out of it? Um, I would definitely just, uh, I'm not really sure how the process works now. Cause like mm -hmm. you said, with them for so long, but I would definitely I mean, A, just be really professional and be consistent and just be willing and eager to work with them and talk with them and see what their advice would be for you. And to just, I don't know, really just respond to their feedback because they are like the experts. So anything that they suggest, um, always just take into account. Maybe if you if you can't sign with them, uh, see what their feedback would be to as to what you can do to improve. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good point. Because they've been doing this for so for long. And with people like you that have grown from like a 50,000 to, you know, a million something subscribers. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, another question that I ask, 
you know, everybody that comes on the show is what was that turning point for you for your channel? Like, what was that? Was there a specific video? Was there a collaboration that kind of took your channel from maybe kind of growing steadily or chugging along to really kind of taking off and where you thought, hey, this is actually something real serious here? Um, I think when I was invited to work with Maybelline for their uh, New York Fashion Week, they sent me down to New York City for two weeks and we shot a bunch of uh, videos with them and we were able to go backstage at Fashion Week, all like the shows and everything. Um, I think that was one of the biggest turning points uh, to be able to work with a brand like Maybelline that I had personally used forever because I mean, it's Maybelline. It's that drugstore brand, one of the first brands that a lot of people try. So when I was able to work with them and get an opportunity like that, that's when I was like, wow, this is something like really legit. And was that something you got through Style Hall? Yes. So what were you specifically doing with Maybelline? We were doing like interviews backstage at the shows and then seeing like the makeup trends behind the scenes. And then when we would get back, when I got back from the trip, basically what I did was do makeup tutorials using Maybelline, like affordable products and showing people how to recreate those runway looks, but for a more day-to-day wearable everyday person. Uh, and were you doing videos for their channel or for your channel? Uh, kind of a little bit of both. Cool. Okay. Um, and then the other question that I always ask is, what has been your biggest struggle with your channel? I, well, I don't think that there is any one specific time. I feel like YouTube, my journey in itself is just, it has its ups and downs. Like it's, there's good times and there's bad times. I mean, not like horrible times, but there's times when you're second guessing yourself and thinking, uh, do I have what it takes? Should I keep doing this? Because I mean, I've been doing this for almost eight years. So there's been times where I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this or if I'm good enough to keep doing it. There's always that thing in the back of your mind. Like, am I doing okay? Like other people are going at faster rates than I am. Mm -hmm. Like what am I doing wrong? There's always things like that. But at the end of the day, when I get like a heartfelt message from one of my subscribers and all of that just goes away and then I don't care anymore. <laughs> was there anything specific though? Was there ever a specific event or anything specific that you were kind of dealing with at any point? I think one of the things that's always hard is like, because I've been on YouTube for so long, mm -hmm. like when you go through something like in your personal life, obviously we're all growing, but like I've pretty much grown up on YouTube, I mean, from being like 19 and now I'm almost 27. Like, yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> like when you um, go through breakups and stuff, like people don't see like what you're going through. They kind of just think, oh, she's going through another boyfriend. But in the scheme of things, like I've been on YouTube for a long time and it's not like I'm going left and right with a new boyfriend. <laughs> but that's one of the things that sucks is when your personal life gets put into it and you don't want it there, that's something that's hard to deal with because you put yourself out there and people expect for you to put your whole self out there. But that's just not how I operate. <laughs> yeah, I know like some people are like super open and they talk about everything that's going on in their lives. And then other people make the decision, you know, to kind of keep their personal life private and then but still kind of put themselves out there with their channel but keep certain things private is that kind of more how you've uh you've done your channel yeah i've i've tried to find like a healthy balance because if you show too much then it can backfire on you so it's uh, that's just one of the struggles is trying to find that right balance where you show enough but not too much where it's gonna like compromise like your privacy and like, even like your safety, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think about that too. It's like, you know, you don't know who's watching and you don't know what I think about too, just like personal private life and, you know, people knowing where you live or not. I mean, you, you're very, in a, in a sense, at this point, you're a very public figure and you almost have to, you have to be somewhat aware of that. I don't think you could be totally naive and reveal everything about yourself uh, because you just never know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have to know how to like protect yourself for sure. 
Yeah. So that's kind of what you decided to do is just keep part of it private. So has that been has that been hard? Have you had people kind of call you out on that? Um, I think a lot of times people just want to see more because they want to just know me better. So it's hard because sometimes, you know, like I want to share things, but then at the same time, like, even if I want to share it, just because I might want to share it on YouTube doesn't mean that everybody in my personal life wants to be on YouTube also. Yeah. Yeah. I I think about that too. They even, it's like the same thing almost like with reality shows. Like sometimes like people are on a reality show and they're like, well, you know, this family member or this person I'm dating doesn't want to be on it. And, you know, sometimes they have to be on it, even if they don't want to. And it's just kind of putting your loved ones into like a, a little bit of a tricky situation. Yeah, it, it can be definitely be tricky because then that's another thing. Like with criticism, like people can call me names all day. But if I put someone on there who isn't used to it and they like, you know, pick them apart, then that's totally different because they're not used to it. And I don't want to subject anybody to that. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, yeah, it's one thing for you because this is what you chose. This is your path and this is your career. And, you know, you take the good with the bad because there's a lot of good, but there's some bad. But then other people, they it's just and the public can be pretty tough. Yeah, they can be pretty cruel behind their computer screen sometimes. Yeah, I know. It's 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 really crazy. And so um, for you, do, do you ever get like recognized out in public? I do. And it's always pretty crazy to me because I live in a, I live in a small area. Like I don't live like in a big city. So it's never really like, I'm never like thinking that I'm going to run into someone who knows who I am because I live in such a small area. Mm. But when it happens, I'm always just so surprised and taken aback. (laughs) How often does it happen? I mean, I don't know. Some, sometimes more than others, but probably like once a week. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably a crazy feeling. Yeah, when I'm just running to the grocery store really quick and then somebody recognizes me when I'm getting eggs. It's <laughs> You're like, I'm not wearing any makeup. I don't look like I how I do on camera all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um so I have a few questions from people that I'm going to ask you. Okay. So we kind of talked a little bit about this, but this is from Latasha James and she asked us in the Facebook group and she said, she's like, um, she's like, I, you know, I remember following her first following her when she was finishing college. And I'm curious how she made the decision between a traditional career path and doing YouTube full time and whether or not you plan to utilize your degree in the future at all. Well, like I said before, I, you know, I graduated, got my degree, went in interviews, had like a normal job for a little while and what I was giving up, like what I was sacrificing, like it wasn't worth it. Like I wanted to take my YouTube to the next level and not lose like what I had worked hard for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I'm always going to have my degree. Like they can't take that away from me. Like it's not going to ever disappear. Like I have that. So um, I think it's definitely important. Like if you're like trying to be on YouTube and you're in college, I would say definitely 100% finish up your degree because you will always have that to fall back on. Definitely. And do you plan on using your degree ever in the future? Well, maybe not in a traditional sense as to like, you know, sitting in an office somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) But I would like to be able to take advantage of, you know, the business and marketing side, which I kind of use in my day to day, you know, business aspects of YouTube that people don't really see. But if I were to create my own brand of something like, obviously, I would be utilizing my degree, but in a a different sense, you know, is that something you're thinking about doing? Uh, I would love to. I mean, I feel like I should definitely take advantage of what I have going for me right now. But um, I don't have anything you know, sat in stone that I'm, I'm doing at the, this exact moment. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's another question, um, from Cynthia Melendez in the Facebook group. She said, what is your motivation that keeps you going? She's like, I know it took her quite some time to make it to where you are now. And you know, what's your motivation? And then she has a second question. Well, well, I'll ask her second question after you answer this one. Uh, my motivation is just to be uh, just better, like, because I've been doing it for so long, like, I just want to be better. And I know that I can, you know, I, my goal has been to hit a million for a while. And mm-hmm. 
No, I haven't like hit it so fast, like overnight, like some people, but I think that's my motivation because like, I know that I'm able to get there. And so I just, I just got to keep going. (laughs) So how often do you upload now? Usually once a week, uh, sometimes like every like four days or so. I'm I'm trying to be better about it recently, but definitely once a week at least. And so where do you come up with like fresh ideas? Like how do you come up? I mean, you at this point, how many videos do you have? You know, how do you how do you come up with new ideas for videos to keep it kind of fresh and kind of keep you, you know, continuously motivated and all that? Um, a lot of times I'll just go to my viewers and, you know, ask my followers, like, what do you want to see? Because, you know, that's what's going to respond well. Like when people, you know, they, oh, I want, I wish somebody did a video on this. And then you do what they're asking. I think that is always important. And you get, you know, outsiders opinions, not just like what's in your own head, because obviously I've been doing this for so long, like I'm bound to run out of ideas. So it's always helpful to have that feedback from my followers. What kinds of videos have you done from, you know, a suggestion that you didn't think about doing, but you're like, oh, wow, that turned out to be a great video. Thanks for the suggestion. There's been, I'm, (laughs) I'm drawing a blank at the moment. Let me think for a second. Um, Oh, like my makeup for glasses, people really Mm. uh, wanted well to that one because obviously so many people wear glasses. Uh, A lot of my like affordable makeup looks, drugstore makeup looks, people always want to see that. Like they, those always do so well. And sometimes I have to remember like, yes, you need to do more affordable stuff because not everybody has, you know, the budget and not everybody is getting these PR packages, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the drugstore ones, a lot of people request and they always do well, or just ones where I'm talking more and being more personable, Uh, people request those a lot too. And, um, they do tend to do really well. And are those like question and answer videos or are they like get ready with me where you're just chatting? Uh, a lot of like get ready with me stuff, just chatting and just being my goofy self. People, I guess like that. (laughs) Okay. And then, um, the second, the other question she has is at the beginning, how did you manage both a job and YouTube? A job and YouTube? Oh, well, for in the very beginning, like I was just in school, but I mean, obviously I would make sure everything at school is done first. Then, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to have priorities. Like if you're working and doing YouTube, if you're, if your job is making you more money than YouTube, then you kind of have to put that first. You just have to prioritize. Yeah. And I would think most people, the majority of people listening, probably their job is making them more money than YouTube. Otherwise, then they'd probably quit. Right. (laughs) I would say make sure that your work is done. uh, Make sure to be on time (laughs) for your normal job. Mm -hmm. And then think about YouTube. Yeah, because it is. I mean, the reality is you have to be able to afford living and pay for things. And if you do something to mess up your real job, then you won't be able to even do YouTube. You'd have to just you have to find another job or something. Right. Definitely got to keep your priorities straight. And then you can have fun once you get it all situated and make it work, then, then you can just do YouTube. (laughs) So for you, because this is what you do full time, I'm curious, like, what is a typical week like for you? Like Monday through Friday? Uh, Monday, Mondays usually is like my, uh, kind of regrouping my getting my nails done for the week. So I don't look gross in my (laughs) videos. I get that done. Monday, a lot of the times I get everything organized, go through all my emails. Usually for the weekend, I don't like to do my emails just because I like to, you know, spend time with my family and my boyfriend and be a little bit more unplugged. Mm-hmm. And Monday, I kind of regroup, do that. Tuesdays and Wednesdays are most often my filming days. Someday, some days I will film and edit in the same day. Some days I won't. Um, so... Thursday, usually if I haven't edited, then I'll do that on Thursday. And then Fridays is again, just kind of like a regroup day, get everything situated, try to get more organized, uh, think of videos, stuff like that. I mean, every week is a little bit different. Like if I have like um, a branded video to do, then uh, things are a little bit different when I have uh, like deadlines or like having to do like re-edits and things like that. So when I work with a brand, it's a little bit different. But when I'm doing my own videos, it's a little bit 
easier and more straightforward because, you know, I'm the I have the final say. Yeah. And do you like to film just one video at a time um, or do you film a bunch at the same time? I try to only do one at a time uh, just because, honestly, my eyes get so shot from the bright light <laughs> that I can't handle it. Um, and I get a little bit overwhelmed. Like I'm the kind of person that I get overwhelmed pretty easily. So I just have to take it a little bit, a little bit slower. So one video, one video per day, unless mm-hmm. I have like, if I'm traveling and then I need to, you know, do multiple in one day. Yeah. And then how long does it usually take for you to edit a video? Uh, editing, it depends on the video really, but anywhere between like two to five hours, really depending on the video. Yeah. And you're probably, what do you use now to edit? Um, I recently just started using Final Cut. I finally made the upgrade. And you were um, doing iMovie before? Yes. What, what made you after all this time decide to make that switch? Well, honestly, I had to buy a new laptop and mm. there was an option to include Final Cut on it. So I did that and then I just been kind of teaching myself how to use Final Cut since then. So what advice would you give for people that are thinking about doing that transition from iMovie to Final Cut and or they're like, uh, you know, should I do that or should I not? I know it's a question I get asked a lot. Honestly, I was really nervous. I thought there would be a huge learning curve, but honestly, it's really not any harder than iMovies. There's just more options, so you just have to kind of work your way through them. I obviously don't know all about it because I've only been using it for like two months or something. But it's really not that hard. Don't be intimidated by it. I I was for the longest time. That's why I didn't switch because I thought I would it would take me years and years to edit a video. But I mean, I would say just go for it. If you want to spend the extra money to get the software, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, I've heard that. Did you feel that there was a difference with your videos, like just kind of way they looked when you started using it? Uh, People have definitely commented and said, oh, your editing seems to be better or, oh, I like your editing. So I think people uh, pick up on that and appreciate it. Yeah, I I, I think so, too. I mean, editing is something I think is it takes time and stuff, but I think it definitely makes a difference if you can really just get good at it. Yeah, everybody has their own editing style, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people really like to go, you know, all out with the editing and I'm I'm more simple with mine. But I mean, I think some of that stuff that people do is like awesome, but I just don't even know how to do it. (laughs) And so uh, this is a question actually I meant to ask you at the beginning. You're talking about how, you know, branding is like so important and working, you know, when you're working with brands, what would you say your brand is? Uh, My brand, I kind of like how I would describe my channel and how I always want it to be is I always want it to feel like we're just like hanging out and I'm just, talking about like what I love. I never want it to be like unpersonable or like a commercial. Like I don't like that at all. So when I am like asked to to, like work with a brand, like I make sure they know that like that's what Hmm. my style is. I like to be very personable, just very relatable and not, I don't like to do too many voiceovers. I just feel like those are a little bit less personal. So I just always want my channel to be like your friend like your makeup friend. Like the girl next door. Yeah. Have there been times where you've kind of like struggled with that where like, you know, maybe, you you know, you want to work with a certain brand, but you're not sure. Or like, I know sometimes like the whole idea of sponsored videos comes up and that becomes an issue. Have you ever kind of struggled with that? Um, yeah, there's always going to be people who are not a fan of sponsored videos and will automatically dislike it because of that. But I pride myself in only like, working with brands that I am familiar with. If I'm not familiar with the brand, I make sure that I try it out for months Mm -hmm. before say, yes, I'll do a video. But most of the videos that I do a sponsored video with is something that I either, I know my friends and family know the brand, love the brand, or I have personally been using it and love it for an extended period of time. I feel like I don't feel bad that it's a sponsored video because I genuinely you know, I love the brand. So I don't do videos, sponsored videos that are with brands that I don't like. 
Yeah, and the thing is, like, I know, like, sometimes, you know, people get annoyed and stuff like that. But the reality is, is, like, this is a job. And every now and then you do have to do a sponsored video. It's it's kind of, it's the reality of, of the industry. And I'm always, like, more power to the people. You know, obviously, you don't want every video to be a sponsored video. and But, you know, every now and then it's it's great to be able to work with brands and have that kind of an opportunity. Yeah, it's definitely really awesome to work with brands that, you know, you've loved for so long. And like you said, it is a job like people who work at Mac, like obviously they're going to tell you how much they love it. But that's that's their job, you know. Mm Yeah. And then and, and I believe that the people at Mac genuinely do love the product. You know, they why would they right. work there? And they work with the products day in and day out and they know how they work compared to other products. So, I mean, just because you are doing a sponsored video, like you said, I mean, you really do love the product. So you are genuine in what you're saying. Yeah, I think that a lot of people don't get it. But I mean, I understand. I, I understand that some people might have caused them to feel like a little bit, you know, like they've been lied to. So I understand like where it stems from. But um, I personally, I mean, I'm not going to waste my time doing a video on something that I don't like and trying to make it work on camera when it's not because it, it will show through immediately. Oh, yeah. People will sense it in a, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Okay. So this next section is towards the end of our interview. And it's a uh, best tips section. So it's a quick questions with like your first response and they're just basically tips on you know starting and growing a channel so what is your best tip for starting a youtube channel my best tip is to get a good camera get good lighting and be yourself any recommendations for cameras or lighting if you're looking for an affordable option what i use for my vlogs is the canon G7X Mark II. It's a really awesome camera and you can also use it for vlogging. And what I use for my normal videos is a Canon 70D. And they're both awesome. And what about for lighting? For lighting, I would suggest starting out with like uh, a ring light or soft box lighting. But everything you can get on Amazon. Yeah, you can get everything on Amazon. Yeah. It's crazy. What is your best tip for what not to do? I would say don't force it. Like, don't feel like, oh, because everybody's doing this video, I need to do it too. Like, if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Have there been any videos out there that you've seen that you're like, God, everyone's doing it, but like, eh, I just, I'm not feeling that one. A lot of the, uh, like, using only, like, I don't know, like, kids makeup or something or all your challenges. I'm just like, I don't, like, is anyone really going to do this? Like, in their day-to-day life. I feel like that's why some some of those videos, they're a little far-fetched for me. You know, I it's so funny because I love watching YouTube and I watch a lot of videos and stuff. I feel the same way about those videos. Like the the highlighter challenge of this and that, I never watch those because I just think they're kind of like, I mean, obviously people are watching them because, you know, some of the people are getting like great views, but I've just never been a fan of them personally as like a viewer. Well, they're just not relatable because you're not going to go out and do that. So yeah. that's why steer away from them but they are they can be definitely entertaining Entertaining. yeah yeah and I think some people watch the videos for entertainment value other people more for practical I tend to be the person that's more for practical like I'm like okay what's what's hot new makeup right now or what's a new makeup look so that's me so but everyone has a different reason for going on to YouTube and that's what's great that's why everyone can do something different yeah definitely what is your best tip for growing a YouTube channel? Best tip for growing your YouTube channel, I would say is consistency. Like I said, I try to do a video a week. Uh, so, you know, keep putting putting stuff out there and be consistent. What is your best tip to get noticed on YouTube? To get noticed? Hmm. This is hard because there really is no magical formula that's going to get you noticed. I think a lot of it is luck. (laughs) YouTube kind of decides who they want or like what videos they randomly want to be, you know, like trending or whatever. So I haven't figured out the best way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Have you, do you kind of like ever like study what's going on with the YouTube algorithm and all that? Or do you just kind of, you're like, "Eh, I'm just going to see, see if it works. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I've definitely gone through the analytics of like my channel versus what the algorithm is. And, but the problem is they're always changing the algorithm. So it's very hard. (laughs) It's, there's like no science to it. I don't know. They're always changing. So that's hard. Does style hall help you with that sometimes? Uh, yeah, I have a style hall helps. Um, they have their own like analytics team, my management team that I'm with, they have Mm -hmm. it as well. Mm -hmm. So it's helpful. But even, you know, after like going through it all, it doesn't mean that you're going to find the magical formula at the end. It helps, but it's not going to be like, I don't know. I feel like YouTube is very random. So I don't know. It's really hard. Yeah, I think YouTube has purposely decided to be very vague about their algorithm and they're changing it constantly because they don't want somebody to figure it out and game the system and fix the system. And I think that's why they're purposely somewhat, you know, very, very vague about the whole thing. Yeah, they definitely are, Mm -hmm. which can be frustrating from a YouTube standpoint if you're, if you're a YouTuber, but I mean, you just got to keep trying, trying new stuff, doing new things and see what works. Yeah, I think it ends up putting the focus back onto the YouTuber to just continue to come out with fresh content and good content. And I think ultimately that's what YouTube wants is not for people to be, you know, spending forever on the analytics and and trying to, okay, this and that, but to really just be focusing on the content. And then hopefully from there, that'll you know speak for itself. Yeah, I agree for sure. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is the last part. This is a beauty bonus round. So I ask these questions to everybody that's come on the show. And now it's your turn. (laughs) Um, What are your three holy grail beauty items? Okay. uh, Benefit Roller Lash Mascara. You know, I never was able to get that to work for me. Wait. Really? Wait, what's the other? Wait, there's one Benefit Mascara that like just sucks for me. Which one is it? Oh, they're real. That's it. That's the one that never works for me. Roller Lash is a different one. Okay. Yes. Roller Lash or they're real. I wasn't a fan of Roller Lash. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, Tarte Maracuja Oil. I recently started using this and it kind of changed my life. So I love that. How do you use it? Um, you can use, it's kind of like a coconut oil product. You can mm-hmm. literally put it on everything and it'll just solve your problems. <laughs> um, I have psoriasis, so mm. I put it on any area and it pretty much makes it vanish. Mm. So that's really important for me. Also, it makes your skin like just like look radiant, looks great under foundation, like to mix it with your foundation. You could just put it in your scalp, your hair. It, it's just like a really multitasking beauty product. Yeah, it's a great, it's great. I mean, I, I, I love it and put it, you know, put it like a, a facial oil like that underneath your foundation in a way really makes your skin look glowy. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then what was, was but, there three? Three, yeah. Probably uh, Anastasia Modern Renaissance palette. That's been like my go-to lately. Yeah, that's a pretty popular palette. Yeah, I, I love that one. Uh, okay. Um, what would you not do again if you were to start your YouTube channel right now? Mm, if I could go back and start over, I probably wouldn't pick SML X zero because nobody knows what it means or what it even, how to pronounce it or if it's a zero or an O. So I'd probably go back and change that just to make my life a little bit less complicated. So what, what, what does that mean? Why did you use that? Uh, Why'd you pick that? Well, that was just like my screen name for everything. Um, those are my initials, Stephanie Michelle Letta. And I was going to do XO, but O was taken. So I put a zero in there. And um, a lot of people think it like stands for like small, medium, large. That's what I thought. I thought it was like clothing sizes. I, But you're right. That is, those are your initials. <laughs> yeah. I never occurred to me that those are clothing sizes until someone said it. And I'm like, oh, Weird. Uh, but yeah, I wish I could go back and change it just because it's a little like hard to explain. And yeah. people, when I when people ask, oh, what's your channel? And I say it, they're like, wait, what? Can you write that down? Yeah. Yeah. Well, couldn't you just switch it at this point? Or is um, it too late? I tried to switch. I experimented and switched it on Instagram for a little bit. And so many people are like, I didn't even know whose account this was. Oh, my so God. So I switched it back. Yeah. So. Looks like you're stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. That's what people know me as. Yeah. Like my friends and like my family just tease me and just call me SML. So <laughs> it's grown. Oh, 
Um, who would be your dream collaboration? Dream collaboration, like to do like a video with, mm-hmm. as a YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, as a YouTuber. Um, well, I guess I would say Jacqueline Hill, just because she's a she's definitely an inspiration for the the beauty community, based on how she like came about and how successful she is now, and she's just a genuinely really nice person. Like she has like all these followers, and mm-hmm. she's still commenting that I look pretty on my Instagram picture. So (laughs) she's definitely down to earth and definitely a hardworking woman. Have you met her before? I have. I haven't seen her in a long time, but Mm -hmm. I have met her before and she was really sweet. And that's kind of the same kind of question, but like who, who is your biggest inspiration or who do you look, look up to within the YouTube community? Yeah. So that was the answer to that question. (laughs) So it would still be Jacqueline Hill. Yeah, but I also love, I know that she's an actress, but Shay Mitchell, mm-hmm. I, she's on YouTube quite a bit. And um, I really love her style. I love, like, just, like, her brand, like, who she is, like, as a person. Like, I just think that she is a great role model, like, for uh, girls out there. And she also does YouTube videos, so I think yeah. that's awesome. She does YouTube, too. Um, what is your favorite social media platform other than YouTube? I would say Instagram. That's definitely mm-hmm. my most used um, so I can put pictures on there and put my little captions of whatever I want to say. That's, uh, it's just like the easiest. And now that they have, um, stories, like it's pre- pretty much Snapchat and, uh, Instagram as well. So I would say Instagram. Yeah. seems like Instagram and YouTube go really well hand in hand. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I don't think you can really have like a successful YouTube channel and not have an Instagram presence. Yeah, you you have to be on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not everybody's on Facebook no. and not everybody's on Twitter, but everybody has an Instagram to go with their YouTube. Yeah. Um, what did you wish that you did do when you first started your channel? That I did do? Yeah. That I did do? Hmm. Uh, I probably wish that I would have got like a camera or lighting in the beginning because I was using a blurry webcam for so long Mm -hmm. so i think i think that would have made a difference but what is your favorite video that you've done or one that you're the most proud of uh favorite video i think um last year i did like an instagram inspired makeup tutorial and i was kind of just poking fun at like the typical instagram Mm -hmm. girl makeup and that one was really fun to do because I kind of got to be like my goofy self, but I still did a makeup look that, you know, people liked and people actually really responded well to that. Um, and it was fun to do. So when I'm having fun doing the video, then I think that makes a big difference. Did that make you think of doing like other kind of more goofy type videos like that? It did, but I didn't really do any after that because, I mean, some people definitely were not feeling it and were <laughs> kind of offended by it. <laughs> so I didn't, but it kind of made me realize like, okay, you can definitely show more of your personality in videos because people like it. Yeah, people responded to it. Yeah. Um, what are you glad that you did do when you first started your channel? I'm glad that I stuck with it because... Mm-hmm. Back then, like, it wasn't, like, I it, I had no incentive to do it in the beginning because, I mean, I wasn't getting paid. It was just because I enjoyed it. And I'm glad that I stuck with it because, I mean, who knows what I would be doing now if I didn't. What did you enjoy most about it? I really liked interacting with people, like, just from all over. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to do, like, uh, I don't even know if it's still a thing, blog tv which is kind of like an instagram live kind of thing like a live video Mm. and i mean i used to like that like on friday nights like i would watch blog tv with other youtubers or i would be the one hosting it and i just thought it was really cool to like make like i guess you would say friends with people that you would never be able to connect with otherwise yeah it's a really unique thing and I mean, never before in history, and I'm not just talking about YouTube, it's just like the internet in general. You've never really been able to connect with people like all over the world and, you know, all over the country. And you're able to connect with people that, that are doing similar things as you. Uh, because I mean, in your, like you said, you, you live in a small hometown and stuff. And how are you going to find other people to relate with and that you can kind of share these experiences with? 
because probably there aren't a lot of people like you out in your area, but you can now connect with those people, you know, via YouTube. Yeah, it's really cool. And like, like I recently went on a trip with Tart, and um, so I got to go to this like beautiful island with a bunch of girls who have the same exact interests as me and who do the same thing as me. And I probably would have never got the opportunity to meet them otherwise. So it's really cool just to meet like people from all over. Those trips look so cool. When I see them on Instagram, I'm like, oh my God, that's just like look amazing. Was that your first trip like that? Or have you done others? Uh, No, that was my first trip with a brand like that. And it was honestly amazing. And I would love to be invited on another <laughs> Give people, the listeners just a little bit. I know you you just uploaded a vlog about it and I can always link it in the show notes so people can check it out. But give people a little bit of like insight about like how it was when you were there. Like, you know, if somebody listening got invited to that tart <laughs> trip next year, what would they expect? Uh, you can expect to go to the most beautiful place you've ever been, like luxurious resort that you probably wouldn't ever say otherwise. <laughs> All expenses paid, just every day getting to try new makeup products and trying stuff out before anybody else even knows about it, Um, getting so many gifts and just learning about the makeup brand from the other side, like learning where the inspiration comes from and being able to just hang out with other people who love makeup as much as you do all while getting a tan. I mean... What else could you ask for, really? And you get to go trapezing. I mean, so it really is as cool as it looks in all those vlogs and, and it photos. really gets even cooler than I could make it in the video. That is, I mean, it's it's really incredible. And you get an opportunity to like connect with other people like yourself. Yeah, it's definitely an all around amazing experience. It's so cool. Um, well, this is kind of <laughs> kind of goes with that, but what is your favorite opportunity that you got as a result of being on YouTube? Uh, probably the tart trip just because it's most recent and definitely like the biggest opportunity. Um, cause I've never really, I mean, I've gone to LA for things before, mm-hmm. but this was like a different kind of experience. And I was able to just like relax while I was there also, but learn so much about tart mm-hmm. and just where the brand like comes from and all the inspiration and, yeah, so that was probably the best opportunity thus far. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. How, when you heard that they invited you, like, how did you hear? Was it through Stahar? Did they just email you? Um, Tart emailed me directly, mm. and I almost thought it was, like, not supposed to go to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, basically it was, like, an RSVP, and I'm, like, wait, was I supposed to get this? Because I was never thought they would have invited me just because, I mean, there's so many girls out there mm-hmm. and there's a lot that have more of a following than me. But that wasn't all they were looking for. They weren't just looking for, for who had the most followers. So it was really awesome. And I was definitely taken aback that they picked me. So it was really, really awesome. Did you ever find out why they specifically picked you? Um, well, I asked when we were there, I was like, how do you decide? And they're like, honestly, it takes us days and days and hours. And we go through these, all these girls and they didn't really tell us exactly what, but they said like the personality has a lot to do with it. Um, if they think that you're like an up and coming person, like just how well you coincide with the brand and what they're trying to represent. They said a lot of a lot of things go into it, but I wasn't going to complain or ask yeah, questions. <laughs> yeah, you weren't going to be like, uh, you're you're like, okay, great, great. I'm I'm here. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. What a cool opportunity. Okay, last question. So, what is your superpower? Meaning, what do you have that just comes naturally to you that you don't have to work at that you think has contributed to your success on YouTube? Because everybody has superpowers. Something that it makes them kind of, I don't want to say it makes them unique, but something that they're really good at that, that really has helped them in their, their career paths. Um, I, I mean, I know I've said something similar to this before, but I just, I feel like I'm a very relatable person and I know that can kind of sound boring, but <laughs> Like when you like feel like you know someone and connect with them, I feel like that's like a really powerful thing. I think to be relatable is a good superpower because if someone feels like 
oh, I feel like we are like the same person or I feel like we would be best friends. Like I, I get that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is what makes people subscribe to my channel is when they feel that way. And um, I think that's important. Not It's not just being like, oh, you're so pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, be a model like when people say like stuff like that like that's cool but when people tell me that like oh my god like we are the same person like we're best friends like if if only we could meet like I think that that's really uh, a powerful thing I agree especially on YouTube because people like you who are really relatable and just have a way of connecting with people I feel like that's part of that it factor that really helps somebody on YouTube like yourself really kind of make it a career because people have to feel connected to you. Right. People Mm -hmm. have to feel like there's someone out there who's just like me. Like, I don't know them, but I see that there's somebody out there who's just like me. And um, I think that's really important for people when they're watching. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. And if people are not familiar with you and your channel, then where can they find you? You can find me on YouTube. Uh, my username is SMLX0. <laughs> uh, that's a zero, people. Uh, my username is the same on all platforms. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all of that the same. Uh, my name is Stephanie Lada. You can search that on YouTube and I'll come up that way also. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. I haven't done anything like this. So it was really cool. Good. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you. And thank you for everybody who wanted to have me on here, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, well, thank you. And then um, we'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. Well, there you go. That is our interview. And if you enjoy this, please give the podcast a review. It helps so, so much. I will see you next week. Mwah.